I took notes and they're over there. All right, go get them. I'll oh, edit this out. <laughs> I'm here because I wanted to talk to you about us. I believe in the power. I made it through the wilderness. Hey, Mr. DJ. Ladies with an attitude, the party. Just close your eyes. Yeah. John Flynn. Eric Bernard, how are you? I'm very well. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. This is not the episode episode. This is like right. a, a a little so we're to, we're coming towards the end of this journey that we started this together project, in yes. May. And in doing so, we want to be really like thorough. And so there's going to be, we want to like, since, you know, we started initially talking about tours and then just the tours, just the tours. But since we had some extra time due to some <laughs> postponement of the tour, we try we to make really, lemonades out of lemons is what yeah. basically what we're saying here. Yeah. And it gave us an opportunity to like get, do some deeper dives. So we're getting, we want to tidy up all the loose ends <laughs> and, you know, we've been slowly sort of doing it by like the benefit performances and other things. The VMAs. And so VMAs. Right. And we have a handful that are probably, we have a bunch of stuff left that's probably going to be in one sort of like miscellaneous episode. We're right? going to mix and match in the next coming episodes, definitely. Yeah. We definitely and have like the Oscar performances, the Super Bowl, some other, some Grammys. Yeah. We have some Grammy stuff to put in. And then there's like a, just like a hodgepodge. I think we counted that there were like 11 of them or something, just something like kind like of that. one-off things. So today, before we start the actual episode, we want to take a few minutes to tick off some boxes. <laughs> it's not just ticking off boxes. It's, a, it's a, a, to take an opportunity to explore. Okay. Some other great Yours is better. Yours is better than mine. <laughs> it's just let's a perspective just, change. They're all the same. Let's get this done. <laughs> Can we get together? <laughs> yes, we're going to talk about her Coachella performance. She's got one main one and one little sort of petite scandal, we could call it. Mm -hmm. For those of you who don't know, Coachella is an annual music and arts festival held at the Empire Polo Club in Indio, California, in the Coachella Valley in the Colorado Desert. Thank you, Wikipedia. And I guess the, the first year of the festival was 1993, and Madonna performed there. In 2006. Yes, on April 30th, 2006. It was her festival debut. It was the first time she ever performed in any festival. She performed six songs in front of one of the largest crowds ever to witness an artist at the event. And this was this happened three weeks before she launched the Confessions Tour. So that's where she is. Was Live Aid not a festival? Live Aid was like a benefit, like a one-off. Like the festival like happens every year. Oh, I get it. That's what makes a festival... <laughs> right. If it's just what if it only happens once, it was a benefit. If you do it again, it becomes a festival. All right. Those are concert rules. Who's on that committee? <laughs> you know, no one knows. But <laughs> David Geffen. You know the rules. <laughs> Bob Geldof. And David Guest. Oh, RIP, right? <laughs> oh, is he, should I cut that? Is David Guest still with us? I think. I have no idea. I haven't heard from him in a while. So you don't know if it's personal. You just thought he wasn't. <laughs> you just thought you guys. I had did. Like... I mean, I did. I did get a little drunk at his last party. I'll say that. <laughs> I did. There wasn't like an event. There wasn't like a falling out event. It just like people drift sometimes. Sure. There was a coldness. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cold war. You and David Guest. <laughs> because he's dead. Um... <laughs> You're choosing to just let it go. 
<laughs> I mean, I wish him well. Go with go with with love. Go with God. If he wants to reach out to me, I'm sure we both have some mediums. <laughs> my my number has not changed. <laughs> he knows exactly where I am. Where he is, I have no idea. Anybody's guess. <laughs> She did a six a six song mini set. She opens up with "Hung Up." What did you think? I thought it was great. I did it was too. Super fun. There's a lot of like Mick Jagger in her performance to me. I felt yeah, overall. yeah. But it was like yeah, she still kind of pulls it off. Yeah, I thought it was like a super fun. She does so good with these tight. She does great with like a big show too. But like I feel like every time we've seen like for some of the benefit stuff where she puts or together like, five like or a, like six a mini songs, set, yeah, yeah, it feels really fulfilling. Yeah, well, I mean, also she has such a deep bench of songs that it yeah. feels like she could do five different versions of them and they'd all be like, those are great. You know, you wouldn't be like, oh, she's really thin and out material. Because we've seen the Confessions tour, we saw these out of order. So you, I have to put myself in the mindset of being like, the album's been out, but the sort of live performances of these songs haven't been seen. She sounds great. Her voice is in great shape. Yeah. Yeah. She's definitely like in. In like training, like, like getting yeah. ready. Yeah. In the yeah. zone of like, I've got to get ready to perform. I've got to take care of myself, all that stuff. Yeah. And she sounds great. She sounds great. She looks great. I love her hair. The long blonde. Yeah. The overall look is great. Mm -hmm. Some basically some costumes from the tour. And she goes from like, yeah, she has like kind of three looks in this, like the jacket in the beginning and then. Right. But it's also just like one look. She just keeps taking away, you know, yeah. taking the items away. Stripping away. Barry, who's that girl to her? Barry, who's that girl to her? A, like a bustier slash leotard on the bottom and then just like put stuff on top of it. Change mm -hmm. it out. I also thought like, cause there's more dancers on the tour than there are in Coachella. So do you think that like. There was an audition. Or like you're not asked to go on Coachella. Do you think you were like, it's okay? Or were you like, because oh, they're the roller skaters off? though, right? Yeah. I'm sure they were there. I mean, wouldn't you just want to go anyway? Like, wouldn't you be like, oh, I'm not, they're not actually using me, but I will be hanging out with everyone. I guess if they're rehearsing in LA, if they're rehearsing in London, she's probably going to be like, if you guys want to come, you can come, but I'm not flying <laughs> eight dancers out there. there. Right. Sure. Yeah. Did her band wear those outfits in the Confessions tour? I believe all so, at least like, some version of it, yeah. Like Bee Gees, right? They're kind of mm -hmm. like white suits with purple shirts. Yep. I, that was, I don't remember that from the, I don't remember noticing that watching the Confessions tour, but maybe because the stage is smaller here or something that like it felt. You can't, you, everywhere you look, there's Monty Pittman. Monty Pittman, Monty Pittman, Or Stuart Price, that's it.
Hung up goes into get together. Get together to me and watching you two, I was like, oh, this is the perfect second song in a set. Cause it doesn't, there's it doesn't say anything. It's nothing, yeah. you know what I mean? It's just like we're just hanging out with Madonna a little bit more. Like we got very excited with the opening number. Okay, cool. She's here. Let's just hang out for a little bit. And we get to yeah. do that. And thematically, get together is kind of like a little bit like nothing really matters. Sure. Like it has that sort of like, it's all an illusion. We get it. Yeah. She's like, you know, guys, let's get together. Yeah. <laughs> I Speaking can of. make you feel better. I like it when she does that sort of like stumble walking. Oh, yeah, her little temper tantrum dancing, yeah. Yeah, she does it a lot. She does, she does it that a lot on Let It Will Be. Yeah, just kind of like, I can't find my footing, or am I, am I like <sighs> drunk? Is the sidewalk moving? Right. Maybe that's kind of like the Mick Jaggery stuff that you're picking up on. Yeah, that's sort of just like prowling around the stage. Strutting. He's kind of peacock. She's very rum-tum-tugger in this. <laughs> I don't know the specificities to know. <laughs> does well, rum-tum-tugger do that? Good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that was a good joke. <laughs> You still laugh. I did laugh. You didn't laugh like <laughs> as deeply as you could, but yeah. Right. After get together, she does a little crowd work. This is my first festival. Yeah. Now, who's going to share their jobs with me? Yeah. Don't be selfish. She probably wouldn't do drugs, but she wants to be in the spirit of it. Probably not that a stranger brought to her dressing room now. Just take it. <laughs> Just put this on your tongue, Madonna. biography that we both just finished christopher ciccone i guess one of the i think the first time he came to new york like she called him and she's like you should come here and like backup dance for me or whatever and then he like got to her apartment and she opened the door and she's like you can't stay here and she gave him some ecstasy and was like i'll see you later i don't know if that's real <laughs> what a crazy thing fly out to the city and then be like nope you can't stay here here's some drugs bye <laughs> I have fun. And then, yeah, I Love New York, guitar. She plays the guitar for the next two songs. I Love New York and Ray of Light.
and then somebody throws water on the stage. She does not care for that. She does not do, do not throw water on my stage, motherfucker. And then she does a very like Madonna thing, which is she like gets a towel and cleans it up. She's <laughs> like, "This is my this is my house. The theater she, is my home." She's in charge. If some if one of her dancers slip, ultimately it's like yeah. What? I wonder who would get sued. Would Coachella get sued if like a dancer slipped on water on a Coachella stage? Oh, like whose insurance would have to pay for it? Yeah. I guess it depends. So water shouldn't have been on the stage. So whose responsibility was it to make sure that water didn't get on the stage? But if it's that person is like, well, I can't like come out there in the middle of the set if someone throws water on the stage. Why not? <laughs> Your honor. <What? laughs> it was rainy season in Japan. I couldn't. It was pouring rain the entire time. You should have been out there mopping. Were you even trying to mop? Then how do you know you couldn't have done it? No further questions. Prosecution rests its case. <laughs> I'll give it to you this time. <laughs> Do not throw water on my stage, motherfuckers! Then she sings, Let It Will Be. Which is a fun number. I think it's funny that the opening line to it is like, now I can tell you about success. Uh, now like, I can tell you? Yeah, you told us some <laughs> in the past. We, you, uh, American Life happened before this. Drowned World. Yeah, we knew you traded fame for love. <laughs> but if you have something else to say. To, <laughs> now you can tell us? It's I mean, we're here. Like you uh... have it, yeah, you have <laughs> bringing it up again, but okay. <laughs> she does another little crowd work should i take my pants off and they cheer and but then she needs help taking her pants off because there's some mic drama she just has those knee pads knee pads they probably some, gather up around tony them. has to come out on stage and like help her she has to get down on the ground and like shimmy off her pants and she asks uh, if her ass looks good and i, I think was anyone thinking, was like, going to be honest with her in that moment well, she was also like, be very careful how you answer this, because if you don't answer enthusiastically enough, I'm going to do something drastic to alter it in a few years. <laughs> we thought it was just whimsical stage banter. No, no, no. It was a no. cry for help. Does it look good? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Like in the documentary, they pause and go, this is the moment. This is the moment. Like since then, she like went home. Her fate was sealed. Yes. Yeah. She was like. I have three weeks until tour starts. Can I? What can I do? Also, her ass looks options, amazing. Options. Of course, options, great. options. <laughs> just getting some like hip pads. Like, what a ah, montage! These, these stick out the sides of my leotard. <laughs> yeah, just do what Trixie Mattel does. And then she sings Everybody with a boa. I liked Everybody. It, gave me, it felt like it was set in this Confessions moment, but it had nods to the girly show. And then to the Sticky and Sweet tour, it had nods to. I felt like choreographically. It was forward-looking? 
Yeah, because they do those little like jumpies, those yeah. little like like the double dutch stuff. It right. Like her doing that. Planting a seed. Jumpies. Yeah, you'll appreciate this later. <laughs> John and Eric. <laughs> <laughs> when you do your deep dive, where you slowly become insane, just continually talking about Madonna. Yeah. And that was good. That was Coachella 2006. That was a really fun set. And it made me be like, oh, yeah, if Madonna, much like it made me think of like with Tears of a Clown, where I was like, oh, I, she wasn't perfect in that, but like I liked what it was. And I would have loved to have seen her like go down that path mm-hmm. a little farther to see where she sort of gone. And similar with this, like, oh, just the mm-hmm. idea of just like, oh, it's just Madonna in a band. Like, again, like I love all of the set pieces and whatnot and, and the whole show that's around her. Mm-hmm. But also to just see like, oh, where would this go? Like, how would this develop yeah. and how would you develop this way as an artist? It doesn't feel, you know, it wasn't a case of like, oh, she needs no, things she doesn't. around she, her. She, she needs she bells do, and whistles. She can do it. She can do it. She can do it. She can handle it. She's a, she's a solo performer. So then she came back to Coachella to do, I don't know what a mini set. I like, I don't know what this is. It's part of like, she was like a guest of Drake. Yes, that's what it was. He was doing a set. And so she came out and she did. This is on April 12th, 2015. So she's in the like Rebel Heart era, right? Yes. And she's, yeah, she's like his surprise guest. Like he like goes and sits down and watches. Right. She comes out and does human nature just to like a track and it's just her. And she like does like sort of a chair. She like dances on a chair, kind of like an right. open your heart sort of. Right. But we've got the grills. Yeah. She's got a baseball cap that says threat. And she's got like this colorful coat and she's like teasing like that. She's like kind of strippy and strippingy. Right, yeah. And then after she doesn't sing like I don't think the whole human nature, she sings like part of it. And then it goes into hung up. She takes off the coat. She's got a big black T-shirt on that's as big as Madonna. Isn't that a reference to a Drake song? Mm-hmm. And then she goes back into human nature and Drake comes and sits in the chair. Now we're getting to the the petite controversy, is that what you called it? <laughs> the petite scandal, maybe? <laughs> petite scandal. <laughs> a little death. <laughs> Le petite more, was that it? Yeah. <laughs> so Drake sits down and she's like, not lap dancing him, but she's like caressing him But like him a lap dancing bit. him, yeah. Yeah. I was struck by this where I was like, oh, Josh Popper looks a lot like Drake. Okay. They're both that. like that. They're both handsome in the same direction. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. So, and then, and the, this, the petite scandal so is it ends with yeah. a kiss that I think was planned. Yes. It was reciprocated. But it sort like of it went was, on an extra beat or two on Madonna's end, it seemed. It, well, yeah, so she, like, Drake's sitting down and his head's leaned back. She, like, leans, tilts his head back, and then she comes from above. Right. And she mama birds him. 
she regurgitates food into his mouth. But it was very much like that. Like, that's probably the part that he wasn't expecting. She's like, here's some miso soup broth from... It does look like it was probably like it was gonna be like a stage kiss because he he's definitely like into it, right? He like puts yeah, his yeah, hand yeah. He goes, he plays along to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Puts his hand on her cheek and like get, gets into it, and then it looks like she's just like shoving her tongue down his throat. <laughs> like right. it's not a stage kiss; it's a it's a kiss kiss that did not begin with K. <laughs> kiss. <laughs> It was no, it just felt yeah. It felt like she was being like, "Oh, I'm gonna totally deep throat you," but it also just felt a little bit like high school first stage kiss kind of thing. A little bit is what it seemed like. You know what I mean? Like a little bit like, "Well, you're coming down a little too hard, Madonna." Like it almost mm. like she was like, "I have to top the Britney Christina kiss," and it's like it's not in the like suction of the mouth that's gonna top it. And I just think also like having recently been to the dentist, when your head's back in that position <laughs> like his is, you don't feel in control of like. What's going on? What's, What's happening? What's going here? on? Yeah, and like you can't like they have to put that like thing that's like misting water in, and they have to like pull it out and be like you can swallow because the whole yeah. time you're like <laughs> like you're um, <laughs> almost waterboarded. Yeah, not to make lighter waterboarding, but <laughs> you, oh, she waterboarded right. him. I like Mama Bird in him better. <laughs> okay, Mama Bird. She it does have a natural a natural mothering instinct. <laughs> With her dancers, with her That's children, true. her brood. Drake, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he needed so, to be right. So that was that. And then it was like, I think he sort of made a joke later and made well, it seem like. Afterwards, she like comes up from it and she doesn't like check in with him. <laughs> right. She like, doesn't really get consent. I, yeah. She, she <laughs> just like comes up from it and she goes, bitch, I'm Madonna and walks off stage. And while she's doing that, Drake is like sort of laughing and wiping his mouth, which I think he later said he, it wasn't that he was like being like, oh God, get that kiss out of my mouth. I think he was just being, he was said there was sort of like her lipstick. Well, yeah. Also, like that happens sometimes when like something comes at your face like that. You just are like, oh, I just want yeah. to wipe it clean or whatever. What he doesn't do is like look at the audience and be like, fuck yeah. <laughs> like it's a different right. reaction. He he has yeah. this like sort of like he's coming out of it and like like probably just trying to be like I got all your bow, but it, I think internet trolley people right, wanted yeah. to make it look as if he was like disgusted by it. Correct, which he was not. No, he was not. But it, it the whole thing like kind of like it stepped his reaction stepped on her bitch I'm Madonna line. Well, it seemed like her mic wasn't fully on. Something. It was like a weird, like it. They didn't rehearse it. It was a fuzzy and like, it was a fuzzy yeah. landing. Yeah, she, it didn't stick the. the didn't landing. have a clean button. And she, it didn't walk. She, it, yeah, it wasn't like the button that I think she thought it was going to be. I'm telling you, it's those grills. Anytime she brings out the grills, it does it. It's like a. It's like a. It's a killer. It reminded me of like a theater thing where like you, like you hear like stories from like theater where like somebody's doing like a bit on stage that gets a laugh every night and then they stop getting the laugh and they don't know why, but it's because another actor on stage decided at that moment to like light a cigarette so that it would pull the audience's <laughs> right, right. like attention away from it. And then they're like, and they're like kind of screwing each other over. And I like, that, oh, that bit always kills. Someone, like, someone needs to give Drake a note to not light a <laughs> cigarette when I'm doing that. <laughs> Well, he just, he wants it. He thinks that his character should light a cigarette after that delicious meal. 
<laughs> that was mama birded to him. <laughs> So that was Coachella, our first festival. Box checked. Two boxes checked. A larger box with two smaller boxes. <laughs> a box with like a diagonal line in the middle. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so if you're still listening, if there are any <laughs> if there are any specific performances you want us to talk about, let us know. Email us and we will hopefully talk about it. And speaking of talking about Okay, yeah. So we're revisiting Law and Ambition through the lens of my nephew, Daniel Mobroughton. And because he's a theater kid, we have some special guest vocals from Broadway diva, Orfei. Yes, it's very exciting. You guys are gonna love it when you hear it. It's tiny, but- But it's all you need. She sang for us, yeah. It's tiny, but plenty. (laughs) Like Orfei herself. Yeah. <laughs> Oodles of talent. Eric Bernat, John Flynn. I'm so excited for this episode. Let us well, let the children know who's joining us. Well, who's joining us is somebody very, very special and dear to my heart. My nephew. Daniel Mobroughton. Hello. Hello. Yay. Welcome. Welcome, Thank you for doing this. Danny's a very busy teenager. So this is uh, making time for this was uh, is very sweet. Thank you. Well, I had a couple free hours to fill. So I figured I might as well. (laughs) Right. It's right before the holidays. You want to be like, oh, this. Yeah, this might pay back in my gift. Yeah. Yeah, I'm figuring, you know, eventually it'll all come full circle, pay it forward, pay it forward. It eventually comes around. Sure, sure. So what? So wait, what year were you born? 2005, I was born. Okay. Right in the Confessions on the Dance Floor <laughs> era of Madonna. You were. Yes. That's when you came into the world. Yes. Um, so you're 17 now, but when this, your birthday's soon. So you might be 18 by the time this airs. Yeah, birthday is December 22nd, so as of then, I will be a full-fledged adult. Crazy. God, that's so weird. (laughs) And you're a high school senior. Yep. And since you're a minor, we won't get, like, into where you live. (laughs) Probably for the best, for, you know, legal purposes and all that. Yeah, Yeah, we don't want to be on the news, like, being like, (laughs) well, we have a podcast. (laughs) Creepy, weird, gay uncle. Yeah. Oh, so fun. So fun. Yeah. We didn't know we let a trail of breadcrumbs directly to this innocent yeah. child. Some crazed Madonna fan will show up at my door and be like, How could you say that? You had I'll the wrong like, opinion. Oh, yeah. You'd be like, I don't know. I'm 17. She's abstract. So you're born in 2005. Do you remember, like, What's your like general sense of Madonna before you watched this concert that we asked you to look at? What was your sense of Madonna as like a person in the world? Is was there one or was there? I this was the first time I'm ashamed to say that I ever really listened to Madonna. I'd heard of her before, definitely, and I know that a lot of a lot of people I know, mostly people that were older than me would like talk about her and say her music is incredible. She's like an inspiration. She's incredibly influential. 
And I just kind of like put her under that list of like, these are musicians that everyone knows. Yeah. Probably about half the people you talk to have actually listened to. So I'd heard of her, like I'd known a lot about her, but I couldn't really, well, I shouldn't say I know a lot about her, but I could tell you the basics, but not really get in depth about anything. What would the, okay. what would your like sense of the basics be? Just like 80s pop star? 80s pop star, like blonde and beautiful, like very inspirational, tons of fans, like people screaming at concerts. Would there you, are there like songs that you would be like oh like if you like if someone were to say Madonna would you think of yeah. like oh she's this Material song. Girl immediately Material Girl yeah that would be the one that I've probably heard the most and like have heard before this okay. definitely and then lately it's become like a meme I don't know people will like say like I'm a Material Girl and then go spend godless amounts of money on clothes <laughs> not that I would ever do that of course no no no, no. perfectly reasonable financial decisions here. <laughs> A good head on your shoulders. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Have you so like have you seen any of her videos? You have any thoughts of her like as an actress, like any of her films? Like I have not seen her films, but I was gonna say like I've been to a few concerts in my life, not as many as I'd like, but compared to the ones I've been to, the quality of like the storyline almost of the concert that you guys yeah. had me watch, like just the amount of storytelling both in the music and the actual direction, like what was going on on stage was really well done. I'm super into theater and just like the actual like set design, the background, the transitions, just the like mood changes, the shift throughout. I mean, like one minute she's dry humping a couch. The next minute there's like a church scene in the background. I'm, I was all over the place. There are all these the motive candles suddenly, way. right? Yeah. There's like a flyer going on in the background. I'm like, what is going on? Yeah. It was well, amazing. It was just, just for So we, for our people listening to this, we asked Dandy to watch the Blonde Ambition tour, which is a, a tour that we've covered before. It was like our third episode. And so we're revisiting it because it's one that all of our guests who are not teenagers, who are like adults <laughs> who have like, you know, memories of Madonna. When we ask people like, what do you think was kind of like your favorite like Madonna moment? It Most of them kind of say blonde ambition. This is considered mm-hmm. like one of her peaks. This sort of um, era of her career is sort of like yeah. generally acknowledged to be like when Madonna became like not just like a pop star of the moment, but like someone who was like, oh, she is like a higher level. Like she achieved like a yeah. higher status in a way. She's become almost like a timeless artist, you know? Yeah. yeah. And so we wanted to thought if we're going to revisit one of these tours, it should be this one. And then seeing through some the eyes of somebody who's a teenager today, a little bit younger than John and I were when this came out, but mm-hmm. not that far off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. another thing that sort of happened a lot in our doing the, this podcast is as we were talking with these elder statesmen, <laughs> to be kind about it, was there was a sense of so many people being like, oh, the kids today don't understand what this was and what the, you know, what this moment was. Yeah. 
I find it like annoying when people are like kids today don't know stuff and they seem like mad about it or like annoyed. It's like, well, yeah, we have to talk to them about, you know, like, like yeah, we should yeah. I mean, explain frankly, this to them. <laughs> I'm not going to know things if I don't get to experience them. So the gatekeeping is a little funny when then they complain that this music that they've kind of hidden right. away is like, oh, they well, don't now teach you don't Madonna in Madonna. school. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. We can't. Yeah. Really no, I have not eyes. been taught Madonna, sadly. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, one of the things that I would say is like, like what you like your uh, observation of like, oh, wow, like the, the sort of theatricality of it and the storytelling mm -hmm. of it, like this tour, I think with the Blonde Ambition tour specifically was, mm -hmm. you know, it was Madonna's third tour. But I think there's a way in which like all pop tours that have come after it have sort of been in like she sort of changed. She raised the level for all the tours that came after it with this one specifically of like, there was no way that a pop star isn't going to be thinking about fashion or set design or even like a, a, a more thoughtful approach to the storytelling of the whole concert. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I think with this tour, especially she really, like she'd sort of done it in her second tour. I mean, her first tour was the thing of like, she was a new artist. And so she didn't quite have that control. And her second tour, she did it a lot. But this one, she definitely was like, raised the bar on all of the facets of the tour that I think like, like without this, obviously like Taylor Swift and Beyonce would still be <laughs> successful, mm -hmm. but like their tours were influenced by this. Like, all, you know, yeah. Katy Perry and every, you know, sort of again, every artist who has come after her, after her, it is because of this. And I think with this tour, especially because it also is paired with the movie Truth or Dare, that it had, that gives it like extra weight. But mm. that's sort of why this tour, I think, is so important. Have you heard of Truth or Dare, Dan? I can't say I have, actually. I was just about to ask about that because <laughs> I'd heard that Madonna had done acting and been in movies as part mm. of her career. But I don't think I've ever really like heard much about it or the types of movies she did. So, yeah. This one, she she's acted in movies like as an actress, mm. but the truth or dare was they shot a documentary. They like filmed backstage oh. and they put together this guy, Alec Kasheshian was the director. He was like a, a young, like just out of film school kind of thing. Yeah. And she saw his senior project, I think, and was mm. like, Do you, will you come on tour with me and film? And so they film, it's like a, a lot of backstage footage. And after they started, recording it was supposed to be just like a concert film with some backstage footage and after he spent like the first few weeks filming he went to madonna and showed her footage and he was like i think the story is really about like your backup dancers and oh they were incredible yeah they yeah. were amazing yes so it's they're they're kind of the main focus of the documentary like her interactions with them and stuff like that so it's a really fun behind the scenes thing she comes off kind of like petulant a little yeah. bratty a lot at times uh, yeah. but yeah it's a great sort of supplement to the blonde ambition tour is to watch through mm -hmm. the dare because it is just a documentary of them touring the world with this concert yeah i was the backup dancers there was a moment at the end of the concert where like she would hug them all as they like jumped off the stage mm -hmm. and that was the mm -hmm. last show of the tour right the one that you guys had show yeah yes so yeah. the entire uh, the entire crew and everyone came out that yeah one. no it was amazing it was um it was definitely touching for me to see that like again as someone who's done theater and it's just kind of the amount of work that goes into something like that now i kind of want to watch that documentary actually because that would be interesting to see it's fun I, it's a lot of fun backstage stuff and they were all like madonna was what 
30 around now. Something about that. And another thing too about the documentary is that there had been like some reality television, but it wasn't like it is now. And, you know, documentaries mm. weren't as sort of, there weren't as many as there were. So there is a sort of, I don't want to say an innocence, but like there, no one is like as sort of polished. You know, like now I feel yeah. like all of us were, you know, like everyone is sort of used to. No one in there is like media savvy, like no one yeah. except for Madonna. Right. But like the, <laughs> the, the idea that like you could, because there's no social media, there's no idea of like, oh, well, this will, I can Lead build to my the own next platform based yeah. on this, or like monetize this in some way. It was just them. And they were all really, really young, her dancers. This was like, oh, like she kind of plucked them out of like obscurity and was like, you're coming on a world tour with Madonna, who's the biggest pop star at the time. That is crazy to think about. Yeah. 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 So it's fun <laughs> Honestly, to watch them. It. Yeah, you would. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It'd be yeah. weird not to. I think it would be a poor choice not to unless you had something else really good going for you at the time. Or if you were just like, I can't. Because, I mean, it is. It. I mean, I'm watching the documentary, you would see it's like, oh, you're entering an alternate universe. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, you're, you're, like your life Madonna's outside posse of this world now. Yeah. It doesn't exist. You're just here. This is what you do. Right. And yeah, you're yeah. experiencing the world in a way that you're like, oh, we're, we're going to parties and all of these celebrities are here and showing up. Or yeah. like just even like being on stage and performing in front of stadiums of people throughout the world. That's Yeah, that's crazy to think about. Yeah, they talked about how like, sort of like at the beginning of the tour, it was like, everyone's like cheering for Madonna. And as the tour went on, people had signs in the audience that would be like, we love you, Oliver, slam. <laughs> like they're, like people started knowing who they were. It's wild, you must think like at that point, cause you're young and you think like, now that I've done this, this is my new reality. I could do my tour next, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then I'm assuming that's kind of a that's kind of an illusion that'll come crashing down for a lot of these people. Yeah. You would be correct. Maybe There's I should a... watch that documentary, but yeah, no, I I think I can I think I can assume the end of that. It's but there's there's another documentary that somebody made a few years ago, like I think 2016, called mm -hmm. Strike a Pose, and it's about those dancers now or then, you know, like yeah. five, six years ago. So they're all around. They're all like you know, late 40s at that point, um, mm -hmm. sort of talking about remembering the experience and what their lives are like now. And some of them had some rough times after that. Yeah. Not all of them. The other yeah. thing that was like that you wouldn't know unless you were told is that during this time period in like 1988-89 AIDS was really like a big thing and there was no no cure it was like a death a, you know a death sentence if you got it yeah and so the journey for like a young gay man was like you probably won't live that long and you have kind of a, a you're going to have a rough sad time yeah, because um, there's the stigma too of like, if you if people knew that you had it, a lot of people would shun you or not, you know, like you yeah. could lose your jobs, you could be disowned by your family, you know. So all the all except one of those dancers is gay, and only one of them is Caucasian, I think, right? Slim. Yeah. So what she what she did is she like got this group of like mostly gay young men of color and like just celebrated them like put them on stage and was like this is these are my people and she like this is my tribe she associated herself with this tribe that was really really groundbreaking at the time because nobody was like 
talk about and she doesn't do it very explicitly she just like is like these are the people i'm partying with and i'm fucking madonna so yeah, what, are, like, what, are you, what are you gonna do <laughs> tell me i can't yeah. yeah yeah um it was a huge thing for gay boys at that time to see her doing that it was pretty wild yeah it Should was we... one of the few sort of like representations of like oh there are just gay people being gay like just being themselves they're not and there's a moment where spoiler Two of them kiss and it's very hot and sexy oh, and like, oh there. wow yeah. like i that doesn't happen you know yeah cover your eyes children <laughs> <laughs> look away um, <laughs> i don't want you being assault <laughs> <laughs> Should we talk about the tour, sort of like go through it a little bit? Let's go through the tour. Yeah. Okay. It opens with, so had any of these songs besides Material Girl, were any of them, were you like, oh, express yourself, this sounds familiar, or like a prayer? I, Vogue? like a prayer, I think definitely was very uh, familiar to me. Vogue, Vogue was also mm -hmm. pretty familiar, yeah. Were you at like a, did you watch Glee? Were you a Glee? I, I'm ashamed to say this as a as a theater kid, but no, I have never watched Glee. You should not feel ashamed about that. You shouldn't. No. <laughs> so I've heard. I people have very strong opinions on Glee. I'm told that if I don't watch it, I'll be shunned forever, and I'm told that if I do watch it, I'll be shunned forever. So you know, there's <laughs> you can't win. Nice side, but, you yeah. can't win. There's. Yeah, I also so. think that you're probably also like a little young for when that was, when, like when teenagers were watching that, you were still very much a like a non t you were a young child at that point <laughs> a babe yeah, yeah. A babe. <laughs> so it does it makes sense that it, you wouldn't have like been drawn to like theater high school kids but yeah. they have they did like a whole episode that was like on madonna where like all the mm. songs that they all sing. the songs were her songs yeah so there's a generation of people who like when you say like what do you think of madonna they're like glee like they know the songs from glee <laughs> yeah the performance i would do it yeah so you you commented that you liked the like the set and the what do you think of the opening like the build up into it and that set and those dancers coming out the build up i think was really well done i think it built a lot of energy the crowd was like very revved up just the energy in the stadium or wherever they were the arena the the venue yeah. was just very high energy and it was just fun to watch i could imagine being there just like in that crowd and just getting carried away by what's going on what did you did you remember her outfit do you remember what she's wearing she's wearing like a suit with like slits with like this corset coming through and like um so she's like wearing like a man's power suit but with like like yeah. kind of like feminine armor touches. feminine touches <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean I, I don't even know if i would be able to accurately describe it with just like the adjective masculine or feminine because it was such an interesting blend of those two things and it just it hit a lot of notes in the same yeah. outfit all of the outfits the costume design was crazy it yeah. was mm -hmm. yeah the quick changes to the amount of just the amount of personas shown and they opened with a very like strong powerful like this is madonna persona yeah. and then just throughout mm -hmm. the entire show she kind of kept building on it in a really interesting way
that first section, she, it's very much about her being like, I'm the motherfucking boss. Like, yeah. In a sort of playful, but also like serious way. Like, yeah. <laughs> She's like, it's a joke, but for real though, I am the motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> I am your God. Yeah. And you will respect me. Yeah. Yeah. We're all, let's make this clear. We're all here because of me. Yeah. This is not, this is not a you thing. This is a me thing. Right. Yeah. I don't have an understudy. Okay. That's who I am. <laughs> yeah. If Madonna can't do the show, which happened, there were some, if, if you do watch Truth or Dare, there's like a moment where she, they're like in New York and she, her, she's having, like, she loses her voice. So they have to cancel some shows. wonder what happens when they cancel shows like that do they just do those people well we know what happened she had to cancel some <laughs> right. shows it's happened i mean it happens all, all that like they try to reschedule but then if they can i guess everyone just gets their money refunded right but it must be tough too because it's like it's not just like oh we'll do it another time it's like is the arena still booked you know right yeah is it still like all the other dates that are coming later yeah 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 they're like no prince is performing that night (laughs) wait dan i have a question are you aware has does it come up in your peripheral vision at all (laughs) that madonna's currently on tour right now in 2023 i did not know that no i had heard nothing about that frankly that's funny wow yeah she's doing she's doing something it's her She's done thir- is her 13th tour? This is her 12th tour. Her 12th tour. Mm. The celebration tour? Yep. She's doing something. She's now she's 65. She just turned 65. Wow. And she's doing a she's calling it the celebration tour and it's like a greatest hits. It's like celebrate her like celebrating 40 years in the business. Her last tour was just before COVID hit. Was like ha- got cut short by COVID. So she's been like actively touring but i just think that it's not would not be on your radar anywhere yeah i mean the group of people i'm around usually is not very madonna centric it's a lot more modern artists a lot of rap a lot of rap going around Um, these days but um um, yeah yeah no within like the theater kid group i bet if i mentioned that at least two or three people that i know would be very excited to hear about that or they've already heard about it and have tickets (laughs) is frankly a possibility yeah spread the word gotta get these she needs she needs (laughs) i think she's doing i think the tour is doing really well though right john it's like selling out she's it's like touring at 65 yeah she's you know she's had like a a long career and a lot of peaks and a lot of valleys so like there's been like periods of like years where like people have been really really mean to her in the press and she's for some reason somebody that people think that they can say anything about say like really really horrible things in so print <laughs> turns out misogyny is real yeah that's crazy <laughs> i never would have guessed but now kind of the like every like every article that's being written right now about the tour is kind of like she deserves it like you know very celebratory yeah, it's like, like her 40th year since like yeah her first album came out madonna mm-hmm. madonna the eponymous the eponymous madonna <laughs> Which I think did it get at some point it was like got re like named the first album. Oh, maybe, maybe Madonna, Madonna. Okay, so yeah, we have this first 
the first act is what is it express yourself open your heart which is her and that one dancer that's oliver who dances with her and in the video she, she's like it's very much like a kind of a recreation of the video um in a lot of ways i'm curious what are like music videos is that something that like you have watched a lot of is that something like, not necessarily hers but like few, yeah not like, hers but i do watch music videos for artists that i enjoy when they come out and most music videos these days are pretty poorly made but the ones that are good definitely get traction like people at school will talk about them there's an artist um Tyler, the creator, does a lot of rap yeah. stuff, who came out with a um, music video for Sorry Not Sorry. And it was just very, like, interesting. And it had a lot of depth to it. It was, like, showing off his different personas from, like, previous albums. And people were talking about it for, like, a week. It was mm -hmm. it was a big thing when that video came out, I remember. Do you watch them on YouTube? Usually YouTube, yeah, is where I would mm -hmm. watch them. And I guess they can get monetized if they get enough... Like they get ads and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. And ad revenue. They get enough views. They they are monetized. Yes, but also that helps. YouTube views also helps, like the sound scan and like how the songs chart and stuff like that too. Yeah, exactly. It's also complicated. I don't understand it. <laughs> Technology is uh, weird. Yeah, I mean, what's so different about it? Like when Eric and I were, you know, younger. You would have to watch MTV. Like you couldn't just be like, "Oh, I want to watch that video." You would have to watch yeah. MTV and be like, "I hope they play that video that I want to watch." Yeah, <laughs> and then it would be like ZZ Top, and you'd be like, "Ah, oh, Rod Stewart, God, who cares?" Yeah. yeah, I'm assuming those musicians and artists are paying for those spots too to like get their music out there. So you know, if ZZ Top has MTV, I don't know if at that time that was week, so much yeah. the case. Oh no. It was a new, when MTV started, it was like a really, really new art form. And like a lot of artists, a lot of musicians were against it because they were sort of like, you shouldn't have this extra, you should like being a musician should be enough, like listening to the music. And we shouldn't be right. pressured to have this other aspect, this visual aspect mm. to our things. Right. We shouldn't have to like act and like be movie star, you know, as well. Yeah. Yeah. But it also and, did, it is funny because it did sort of make at that, from that point on, like you couldn't really have an ugly band. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and it, it is funny tough. to watch some of those early, like you watch them like, I'm, I don't know if you've heard of this man, Hall and Oates. They were like two middle-aged guys and some of their videos, it's like, they're wearing khakis and it's like a sweater that's tucked into his pants. And you're just like, what? Like, yeah. this is, there's no way this could happen now. Yeah. No, okay. you'd, you'd be <laughs> laughed off stage. Yeah. <laughs> What were we talking about before? Oh, I know. We were talking about videos and the whole video yes. thing. So oh, right, one yes. of the things that happened was like a handful of artists like like immediately understood the potential of videos. Like Michael Jackson. Madonna. Madonna, Cyndi Lauper. Like th there was a handful of like pop stars who were like, nope, I got this. I, I know what it. to do and we're going to do this. And Madonna was kind of like, Madonna and Michael Jackson were probably tied for sort of like first place in like who is making like the best videos at the time. Yeah. Like I think Thriller was pre-Madonna. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think it was like 83. So it was like right before Madonna. But she quickly like came. So like the video for, yeah, the video for Express Yourself was like the most expensive video at the time ever made. It was like $5 million or something. Jeez. But it was like a huge production and david and, fincher directed it oh yeah do you know who david, david fincher, fincher directed it yeah, yeah he directed that vogue oh father and another one of hers 
Wow. Yeah. So she, she and he was like unknown at the time, or like I guess he was known as like a video director. That is. This is also like at the time where like working with Madonna would like. It would be like I got to work with Beyonce kind of thing. Yeah. And like, oh yeah. Now I, I have mean, a career. That is career changing to like get <laughs> that opportunity. Yeah. talked about the um the dry humping a bed segment <laughs> yeah the uh the religious the, the messages throughout the entire thing i think were brilliant some of them i mean there was um mama don't preach i don't know if that's the name of the song papa don't preach papa don't preach yeah. that's it yeah that was that was explicitly clear in its message and for the time i mean i have to imagine that wasn't a very popular opinion We've talked about this before. That it was it got a controversy from every angle. Yeah, because it's both the pro-life, like I want to keep the kid, but it's yeah. also the this is out of marriage. This is right. Yeah, this is spontaneous. Sex. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I can I can see that I can see heated debate on that from all sides. Definitely being a possibility. Yeah, and she was just sort of like, I'm, whatever. I'm yeah. just singing a song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know if she did it like set out to do it she must have i think it's a thing of like she did feel like she she knew that a lot of her opinions which were i think genuine opinions she also was aware that they were controversial yeah so there's a way in which she could sort of have it both ways and like i'm she wasn't being controversial necessarily just to be controversial like she wasn't Mm -hmm. being a troll but she was uh, i think she was very much aware that like this will anger some people this will get a lot of attention because of that, because of what I'm saying, what I'm doing. But again, like, I do think they, these were genuinely held beliefs by her pretty much throughout her career when she had those moments. Do you think it was a little bit strategic to like have a song that controversial where like it yes. would generate attention? Yeah, I would have. I think so. Yeah, this song was from it was from the previous album. Like mm. this, this tour was to promote the Like a Prayer album. Um, and this song was from the previous album where she wasn't but like a her album was the first time that she started really sort of expo- like mining her personal journey for mm-hmm. song materials where they became like her a little bit more autobiographical yeah. yeah so she was she was raised catholic and her mom died when she was 5 and she had a very italian american catholic conservative father who was pretty stoic and didn't apparently like deal with the mom dying with his kids there was like five the sort of the approach was like well let's not talk about it because it might upset them or it's an uncomfortable subject as opposed like i think like now there's more of an awareness of like we need to talk about this and like let the you know what i mean kids need to process to be healthy communication yeah exactly i just think i think there was just a sense of like people didn't know what to do and so there was a lot of things like well don't talk about an uncomfortable subject and that was believed to be a legitimate response. I mean, yeah, if you don't have the resources to like move past it in a healthy way, then why even go in that direction at all? You know? mm-hmm. Right. Just like, don't talk about it, get remarried. And then like, this is now your <laughs> I mom. Like it never happened. Yeah. yeah. Do, 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 do. Find a replacement quick. <laughs> <laughs>
yeah, so this album, like the, I think that she wrote Papa Don't Preach into this section, which is all from, except for Like a Virgin, the Dry Humping Or Lift to Tell. Oh, Lift to mm. Tell also. All right. So I don't, yeah, it's like <laughs> half and half. Um, but this is like the first time that she's really dealing in a show or on an album with sort of like grappling with Catholicism, her her dad and patriarchy kind of all together mm. in one thing. So like when she sings that, do you remember the Oh Father song? It's yes, 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 yes. It's a ballad, but it's like, it's she's singing it to like Oh Father, but it, what she said about it in the past is that like she's singing to the church, her actual dad and kind of the yeah. patriarchy in general. I mean, and, it's definitely multi-layered. Yeah, there's, yeah. Mm-hmm. there's messages to all fronts. Yeah. And Papa Don't Preach, I think, is probably kind of the same. It's just like talking to her dad, church, patriarchy mm-hmm. in general, being like, this is my decision. This is yeah. not like a decision that like, I'm going to make the decision that I'm going to make. I've made up my mind. I'm keeping my baby. I hope you still love me kind of thing. And if you don't, yeah. that's on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's interesting the way the lyrics are worded and the way it's even like presented on stage. It's, it's very like strongly like this is my decision mm-hmm. and I'm making my decision. Like fuck you if you don't like it. But there's also the there's like hope that like I'm making this decision and I hope you can accept that because I don't want to yeah. I don't want to deal with the like rejection or the aggression against me otherwise. Yeah, yeah. And there's a sense of like what I need from you right now is not preaching. I need you to like support me and love me and yeah. be with yeah. me on this. When the support wasn't something you were going to get for a decision like that at the time. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Mm, Madonna. Powerful stuff. (laughs) And what does, what ends that section? Is that live to tell? No, Papa don't preach ends that section. Oh, right. The next section is the Dick Tracy section. Now, have you heard of the movie Dick Tracy? I have not. I knew they were referencing something in someone. And I, it's got to be kind of weird to be like, what am I watching? If you don't know. <laughs> oh, right. yeah. No, I had no idea what was going on. I was very confused. I thought that the uh, the actor who played Dick Tracy was or like the, the, the backup the dancer, dancer yeah. who had yeah. that role. He was very funny in the way that he like expressed himself on stage. Like when she was like mocking him and he was like turning away all dramatically, <laughs> like, oh, how could you say that to me? It was very well done on his part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so the backstory on this is that like right when this tour was happening, she had filmed a movie that came out during this time. The movie's called Dick Tracy and Warren Beatty directed and starred as Dick Tracy. And Warren Beatty was, he, he was in his like early, he was like 50 or 51. Yeah, it was his mid to late 50, yeah. And he's like from a whole different, like golden era of Hollywood. He's like- Before a, us. Before us, yeah. <laughs> he's like your grandparents' age, I think. Okay, yeah. He was the Timothy Chalamet of your grandparents. Yes. <laughs> that's That's high praise. He was like <laughs> like the most beautiful man in Hollywood and like yes. a notorious womanizer. Like, yeah, slept with every woman he could star with. I mean, maybe a maybe a controversial opinion. I'm not sure I would put Timothy Chalamet as my most beautiful man in Hollywood right now. Frankly, <laughs> who would you think it would I just be? Just more as like a heartthrobby, but yeah, who would you? Put? Oh, but the heartthrob, yeah, he definitely has the the heartthrob energy. Yeah, but uh, so you were saying, you know, sleeping with every co actress, all that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, that doesn't Sounds happen like so guy. much anymore because yeah. 
or at least not publicly. We don't like we don't live <laughs> that yeah, as know. like an achievement. <laughs> Back like, then, it was like, "Woo, Warren, you go, wow. you yeah. dog." Yeah, uh-huh. I'm over <laughs> now here. It's a little bit more shunned like, and blacklisted, or you know. what's a little more like you need. You should respect your. This is a job. This isn't just an excuse for you. This is a professional. This is a professional yeah. setting. We're not going to be doing that here. Or you know, yeah. do it on your own time. So he cast her as like this femme fatale in the movie named Breathless yeah. Mahoney. And Dick Tracy's like a comic book from like Warren Beatty's childhood. So he wanted to like bring that to the screen, and it did. It was a successful movie. And it was a successful movie. And also, do you know Stephen Sondheim? Heard of him? Yeah. He wrote the songs from the movie. Yeah. So there's like her, there's not, the movie's not a musical, but Madonna's character is like a nightclub singer in like a mm. kind of like mafia, like in a crime world. She's like a, a, yeah. a mall, M O L L. So this tour was also kind of to promote that, to tie in to promote that movie as well. So that's why you had to sit through these like numbers that you're like, <laughs> <laughs> what what am I watching here? Why is there a man in the trench coat? And why are why we yellow? Dick yeah. <laughs> yeah. The guy's name Dick, or is she just calling him that for the joke? Or yeah, you know. nope, that was his name, Dick oh, Tracy. Yeah. That's an interesting name, Dick. That was <laughs> that was one of the funniest, and also the most like, am I? Am I sure they sent me the right link? Or... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Should I call the police on my uncle? Yeah. <laughs> Concern. Yeah. No, it was never that. It was more. It was more just like, it, what's happening here? Like, what is? What is? So yeah, I under, understanding the reference that makes a little bit more sense because without that, that did feel very out of the blue. The the tone shift from this sure. like very like open, almost vulnerable, like autobiographical. Like I I didn't know Madonna's life story, but I could tell like this was all very personal to her. And then we go from mm-hmm. that to that's an interesting name. Yeah. Dick. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. Tone shift. Yeah, like what are we talking about here? That's what we were talking about. We were talking about the movie Dick Tracy and her being like, oh, I'm an actual movie star now because that that movie also had like Al Pacino. Ooh. So it was like she was in she was placed in a like a kind of like a royal club with that yeah. movie in terms of movies at least And then after that ends, that has the, the whole like material girl section in it, or is that afterwards? That that according the, next is like Art Deco that, yeah. is like is material girl uh, cherish and into the groove is sort of like the yeah. next section. Material right. girl was a really funny number to me too, like the kind of like bratty attitude yeah. she puts on. I was like, you guys are making me look bad. Yeah, <laughs> so fun. Yeah. Those two women, Nikki and Donna, who are backup singers, they were with her for a big part of her like early career. But this was like the time when she really showcased them as like, mm. these are my like my, my girlfriends kind of thing. Yeah. Donna, they both toured with her more after that. And then Nikki stopped. She got injured. And then Donna was touring with her. And then when I didn't know this until I John and I are both reading the, the Madonna biography. biography which is like 800 pages of very detailed (laughs) Madonna stuff. Yeah, in that, the biographer reveals some quotes from Nikki saying, by the time the last tour that she did with Madonna was like such a different experience because Madonna's fame had like 
And she was like married and had kids then. And like, she was very separate from the tour. And that this tour felt very much like they were all like friends on tour together. And then yeah. in later years, it became, Madonna became like, I stay in a different hotel than everybody else. Yeah. I mean, less... that is fame corrupts a little bit, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's also got to be tough. Like if you're used to like, well, we're all hanging out afterwards to being like, oh, I have to ask permission to come talk to you. That right. must feel like, I don't want that. Yeah. Anymore. I mean, I also wonder like, how would that feel for Madonna? Like, is she, is this a thing she wants to happen or is it just kind of like a necessity as like the production scale gets bigger? And like, I mean, obviously you can't personally befriend every member of a tour. Like that's sure. difficult to do when you're selling out stadium. Right. Oh, I think that the later tour where like Nikki felt and Donna both felt like very far removed from her. Madonna was yeah. really focused on her kids and yeah. and like that was her priority. And also according to this book, her brother, Madonna's brother, kind of like directed this tour, the one that you watched. And then in later years, well, I guess he didn't direct this one. He, he no, was like- it was the like, girly show that he really, I think, right. really helped create. But he and... worked on this. Mm -hmm. And the guy later in later tours, she started working with this guy named Jamie King. And apparently Jamie's sort of like style of directing was to like get everything ready and in place so that when Madonna, like his whole thing is like, you treat the star like the star. And so like you rehearse, get everybody ready so that yeah. when Madonna comes in, she can just like learn her part and hit her marks. And so everything she, else is figured out beforehand. Yeah. It's an interesting directing style, definitely. <laughs> And Very I think also she it. just had less time also in those yeah. years when she had little kids. She didn't want to like, she wanted to pr focus on them, which good for her. You should focus on your right. kids yeah. if you're going to have kids. Absolutely. There's yeah. a way where it's inevitable to anyone when you have kids to be like, oh, other relationships are going to, you're going to have to pull back from them. Yeah. Sacrifices there were years and years, Danny, when you and your sister were little, where like I could not have a conversation with your mom <laughs> from start to finish. Yeah. And it would just no, be, I made sure of that. It was a yeah. personal goal of mine, yeah. I'd see your number like pop up on the phone and I would just like pick up the receiver and slam it down. You know, I yeah. start having a tantrum. Yeah, but I my sister. Yeah. <laughs> she your mom was really good about prioritizing you guys in a way that I was like, all right, I'm only here for a weekend. Oh, like, I'm so jealous. sorry, yeah, I have to go course. spend with them. Yeah. And I was like, Ugh. no, <laughs> not really. Man. You guys were cute kids. From what I heard, I was a bit of a terror, but you know, I appreciate the compliment. <laughs> you were mouthy. Yeah, you were mouthy. You, you were talkative oh, yeah. and like not afraid to say what was on your mind. And Very much so like Madonna. Timid. <laughs> yeah, you were like a young Madonna boy. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Ron, also toe-headed. Hey, ah, there's something, yeah. There you I go. mean, hey, being compared to Madonna in any capacity, I appreciate. <laughs> So yeah, so we, now we cleared, we cleared up Dick Tracy and all that yeah. confusion. Right. So Cherish, so what did you think of this one? Her and the Mermen and the Harp. The Mermen and the Harp was <laughs> a number, to be sure. <laughs> the, the style, the costume design, incredible. The vibes, interesting, to be sure. Sure. I enjoyed it. I thought it was very fun to watch. I think if I were there in person, 
it would have been an interesting experience to be there in person. Yeah. I mean, that that I mean, is one of those things where, like, the video for the song cherishes is a bunch of mermen and her. So, like, there are certain things that I'm sure if you didn't have the context of, like, oh, she's referencing the, her own video or something like that, it must have been like, huh, heard a bunch of guys in fishtails. All right. Their backs, like Fanny <laughs> with her tails. I like to imagine that at least one person at that concert was some poor, sweet, straight guy yeah. going with his girlfriend <laughs> I don't and he know. had no Madonna. idea what he was signing himself up for. He's like, yeah, Madonna, you know, I heard of her. She's on MTV yeah. sometimes. Let's yeah. see what this is about. <laughs> and he goes in and he is just, just floored by the experience <laughs> because going into that blind and being there in person would have been insane. Yeah, yeah. she got real, she got real gay. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's the gayest. Is that the gayest number in the whole tour, I think? Uh, Vogue, but that's like the, yeah. Vogue, Vogue has so much is, style. Yeah. It, there was like the encore bit with the very fun outfits after the curtains closed and everyone was cheering. Oh, Holiday. When they come yeah. out of the polka dots. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty, that was pretty gay. Because mm -hmm. all, all the dancers have their shirts like tied up in knots right in ways that like yeah. boys didn't do at that time like you would only tie your shirt in a knot if you were a girl or pretending to be a girl yeah like we i would do that with my shirt because i was pretend i was being like uh, isn't it funny i like i'm pretending to be a girl <laughs> yeah eric it's hilarious <laughs> so funny <laughs> So you said you had heard of Vogue. I had heard, I think, I can't even imagine where I would have heard it, but I feel like I've It's one of those songs that's like on in the yeah. supermarket. Yeah, like, like if you've been to like a yeah. wedding or like any kind of, I think Vogue is because it's like- It might have been a wedding. That it makes people the memory, yeah. It inspires no, that, people um, to dance in a certain way that it's sort of like unique. I, I think it was the wedding that I had to go to where I heard that song for the first time, yeah. That, it was like that's like songs- Songs that tell you what the dance is, like the locomotion, like yeah, <laughs> do the, the time hustle, warp. right? Yeah. yeah, the twist, electric slide, yeah, exactly. Yeah, are there songs like that now? Do are there dances? How do people dance in your age? <laughs> we just on TikTok and jump up and down is the usual method. There's there's not much rhythm to it other than just kind of getting as energetic as humanly possible, getting oh, in a big pile of human beings you know what you were really good at when it was a few years ago what was happening was this one this thing oh god don't don't do that to me <laughs> don't do that to me no you were really good at it what's that uh, called it's like flossing oh yeah flossing um, is it called flossing I don't think it is called, called flossing like, and oh, it? when okay. it was like a when it was like a popular fad and when i was young enough not to realize how ridiculous it looked yes i was very good at doing that you were like 12 yeah, no, it was. That's the perfect thing for a twelve-year-old to like master. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, like between like that, like, and, like dabbing to... back when that was a thing, like all oh, that sure. stuff. Yeah, I still don't know like what, like dabbing is so foreign to me that I don't know what it's how. I understand that it's like punctuation, but I don't know like <laughs> at what point you would be like that deserves a dab. Like I don't. Know. <laughs> I don't think I could even. You gotta feel it, Eric. There's no describe, way to articulate yeah. it. It's like boots. 
Oh, God. <laughs> Here's a random Madonna-related question. Did she have any, like, signature move or, like, dance move like that? Or did she just kind of do whatever? Um, I mean, Madonna's known for being, like, a very dance-forward pop star. You know what I mean? Yeah. She studied dance in college. She was, like, a She was, like, major. a professional dancer when she first moved to New York. Like, that was sort of her yeah. initial goal. And then she was like, this is boring. I want to be yeah. a singer. She doesn't need a signature move. She's just Madonna. But she's not like Michael... Like, she doesn't have, like, a moonwalk, like, in the way, like, Michael yeah. Jackson has that. She has... It's changed. It's it's a lot of like high energy jumping around. Yeah. And I guess Vogue is associated with her, but she didn't invent voguing. She, it was like a thing that was happening. And also I feel like when Vogue comes on, well, yes, everyone like dances in this style. It's not like, oh, you do this routine. Yeah. It's right. just sort of like a, this is, this is your framework. Yeah. Right. This is like the vocabulary you're using with your body for yeah. this song. And then we talked to, and then it ends with. Then she goes to holiday, and then finally keep it together. Oh, keep it together with the, like the little bowler hats and cabaret chairs. chairs. Keep it together was good, definitely. You like that one? Yeah. Also, just the the ending, the whole like ending sequence, and again with them all like hugging and jumping off the stage, and everything kind of closing out. It just felt very. I, I don't know the, the adjective for closure, but it felt very like tied off. This is it for the tour. Mm -hmm. Very clean, I guess is a good word for it. Have you heard of a movie called A Clockwork Orange? I have, yeah. That that stylistically in Keep It Together, that she's like referencing that and Cabaret, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those two movies are the big influences and inspirations for that number. I can see that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep, keep it together. Keep it together. So having seen the tour, are you at all like interested or inspired to like see any of her other tours or check out any of her albums or anything like that? I think based just on this conversation and even like thinking about it, just my interests are mostly around the theatricality of it. And watching mm -hmm. that documentary sounds very interesting. And I have been listening to more of the music after watching the concert. Some of it has made it into playlists of mine now. So Ooh. awesome. I think you would really like Truth or Dare, actually. I think it's like an actual, like, kind of if like... If you like this tour, then you would definitely want to watch that. I absolutely will be watching it, yeah. You can also... Your mom has a soft spot in her heart for the movie Who's That Girl? Um, <laughs> so if you want to see I'll Madonna... i about that when she gets uh, home. Maybe on yeah. Mother's Day, you can sit down and um, watch Who's um, That Girl. A, yeah, a present oh, for your mother yeah, on Mother's Day. I will watch Who's That Girl with you. It's I a wonder if I could use that for Christmas, because that's coming right up. That is, yeah, you know. 
so soon. Or you know what? Right after Christmas is her birthday. You could do it for that. Ooh, birthday. now that could be something fun to That's do. That's your Christmas birthday. present. You'll watch a movie with your mother. And yeah, it's gonna my be Christmas present girl. to my mother will be watching a movie with her on my on her birthday, and then that will also be her birthday present. <laughs> All the boxes get checked go. off. It's perfect. Yeah. Two birds, one stone. I'll warn you. A lot of people don't think it's a very good movie. I think most of the movies my mother enjoys, a lot of people don't think are very good movies. So that tracks. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. All right. Well, Danny, thank you for talking to us. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. It was a super fun time. Thank so you guys for do you think me. like your opinion of Madonna has changed because of this? I think that when I like have heard about Madonna in the past, I had a very shallow view of her of just as this like, oh, you know, a, just another right, right, pop star from pop the past. Star. But having watched the tour and learned more about her, she was a really deep person and she mm -hmm. used her like influence and her medium to spread a lot of very powerful messages. So I can respect that. Definitely. Trailblazer. Trailblazer. We did it. We did it. We are, we got one fan. We're going through Yay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Madonna. You guys had less positive reactions in the past? Well, we mostly have people who knew a lot about her already, so there was less ah, of, a, so I'm, I'm, of like I'm the getting first them convert, over. you could say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do think watching the concert definitely increased my like, experience even more, again, just because of the theatricality, because of the effort put into mm -hmm. that, the design and stuff, and being a theater geek, I was very invested in that. She's a good performer. Oh, yeah. It's on a good show. All right, watch Truth or Dare and then tell me when you see it. <laughs> or yeah. uh, when next time I'm visiting, I'll be like, hey, let's Maybe watch, you watch it together. Yeah. That would be fun, yeah. Um, And watch Who's That Girl with Your Mama. <laughs> That'll do too. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. If you have comments or questions or just want to reach out to us, you can reach us at thecelebrationcelebration at gmail.com. We also have an Instagram account at the Celebration Celebration. Special thanks to Dynamo for our artwork. And if you could do us a lovely favor and rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get podcasts, it really helps people find the show and we appreciate it. And when you're re reviewing us, just remember, we're not your bitch. Don't hang your shit on us. <laughs>